gonna look twice at you Until I see the Christ in you Welcome again to our conversations and meditations This is a space in which uh, some uh, people uh, who have faith walking in common uh, learn and, and try to discover ways um, to kind of do that the spiritual practices that we talk about in faith walking real in everyday lives. Um, we are finishing today uh, a journey uh, that we have taken the last, I don't know, eight or nine weeks probably in following uh, Trevor Hudson and his book, Seeking God, Finding Another Kind of Life with St. Ignatius and, and Dallas Willard. It has been a really a, a wonderful experience. Um, I think very uh, aligned, if you want, with some of the things that we, we talk about in faith walking. So today we, we wrap up this uh, conversation with the last chapter of the book and uh, the title is given Finding God in All Things. I don't know if for you, but for me, as they have my my preference, if you want towards contemplative practices and experiencing God in ways that are very specific, uh, I like the title. <laughs> Finding God in all things, it's something that speaks to me, speaks to me, and um, in a way, it has become a practice. And remember, we we started the. This thinking that life that God offers a life that is different, a life that is not necessarily the biological life only that we are living, but a life that is is rich, fully human, fully alive. We will say in faith walking, uh, what comes to mind is, is the promise of Jesus: "I have come to give you life, life, life that is abundant, this Zoe life." And uh, we have uh, learned uh, that uh, this life. Uh, has to do not with the possessions and, and, and things and accomplishments, but really with learning to seek love, seek God. It is a gift of love from God. And uh, in, this is life about seeking God. So we have uh, followed uh, Ignatius and Dallas Wheeler, the spiritual exercises, and learned how to seek God, how to... Uh, walk with God, and we're wrapping up uh, this idea that uh, the author will say that, that uh, seeking God is is not something that you uh, finally achieve or complete. Maybe one day, in His presence, uh, all those desires will be fulfilled. But uh, in in this life, if you want earthly life, as we experience. Seeking God is not a destination that we arrive at, but it is a journey. It's constant. Years pass and here we are. I'm still seeking God. And uh, it's not complete. It's not something that I cannot graduate from. Okay, I got I got God. Thank you. What's next, right? Um, and there's something beautiful about it. It's a constant journey. And uh, I would say it's a longing, right? It's, it's, it's a life Commitment is is a thread that goes through different seasons of life and little kids and, and older kids and married kids and all, all that those things that we live. Um it changes, 
Yes, it changes because in seasons we learn to see God in different ways. But that is um, constant, right? It's, it's parallel with this desire of finding that God that offers this life. A few pointers into that. What's that life characterized by? That life that God offers. And uh, the author offers five pointers, reminders, and uh, here they are. First, uh, is a life that is characterized by deepening our intimacy with God. This more clear awareness of, of knowing God, of, of discerning his voice. Again, Jesus talks about that, you know, my, my sheep know my voice. Uh, sometimes we have those experiences where I know that I know that I know that this is from God and this is the way that God is leading me or guiding me. Uh, and there's a lot more, but uh, deepening our intimacy. Second, uh, life is characterized by uh, also a growing uh, in our belonging within God's family. And here we're talking about God's community, right? And we're talking, yes, about the church. And I'm not talking about one specific denomination or, you know, the institutional church. But it's other people. <laughs> involves other people. And if my spirituality is not taking me into this expansive journey towards belonging uh, and identifying, yeah, it's something that I, I, I must wonder, right? Number three, Life is characterized, uh, God's, God's life, or the, or the life that God's offer is characterized by our gradual transformation into compassionate image bearers of, of God. Or as I say, is, is the growing, uh, the character of Christ in me. There's more compassion, there's more love. I, I think this way, instead of being more restrictive, uh, it becomes more spacious. God grows instead of uh, becoming narrow in me. Uh, number four is characterized by the reception of power from beyond ourselves. Strength that does not come from me, right? The, the Lord is my strength. Uh, there is a patience that doesn't come from me, endurance that doesn't come from me. We started this thinking, uh, the, the this meditation today, thinking of a passage in Second Peter that talks about that God has provided everything that we need for this life. And in a way, there's this strength or this power is, is the mystery of that, that provision from God. And number five, this life is characterized by an inner assurance that we are held safe in God's love forever. That's a lot. You know, I, I say this, this is, in many cases, I say it for myself, right? But I say the love of God is not at stake. And that is uh, the way that I have grown in to understand this. Everything else might fail, might be at stake. My life might be at stake. But the love of God is not. And there is something about that that is this assurance. I'm held safe. So, it's a good uh, test if you want. Is my life growing towards that or not? Is my spirituality uh, producing these things in me? And um, 
yeah, growing in love and belonging. So, um, you know, the, the tool that we have used in this uh, book uh, by the invitation of the author uh, are the spiritual exercises from uh, Ignatius. And, you know, I have to admit that I have grown and grown in interest to, to know more about them, right? But in a nutshell, right, four weeks, right, four kind of ways to seek a God or interact. First week, you know, the exercises, we pray and we ask God to help us know that we are beloved sinners. I love it because everything starts with love. If it does not start with love, you know, if it starts with fear. I mean, I don't know. God, God does everything, but uh, what a beautiful way to start. In the second week, we, we pray specifically and ask God to help us to know Jesus more intimately, to follow him more closely. So it is a journey through the Gospels and imaginative prayer, uh, trying to understand, not, not, not analytically, but trying to know, really, to know this Jesus walking. And it's still a sense. I always put, put this example. I, I know my wife. I know. You know, I, I know her. Uh, you must, you, you, you might come and tell me, uh, Julie say so and so and did this or that. And, you know, I know her, and I might say, yeah, that's Julie, <laughs> right? Or I might say, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't think so, right? Because I know. You see, there's a not, not a knowing necessarily on facts. I was not there, but, you know, that doesn't sound like Julie. That's how I see the second week. I know this Jesus. It's not that I know all the Greek words. or I know this this person, right? I, I've seen him, I, I have experienced him, I have learned him interact with others, with me, and doesn't sound like like the Jesus that I know. Anyway, that second week. Sec the third week, uh, we ask specifically uh, God to help us know and join uh, Jesus' suffering, right? His death. And that's challenging. <laughs> who, 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 who wants to do that, right? Who wants to learn to, to know the suffering? But there's something profound about this. Um, I don't talk, I don't think I have words that that um, are fair to express uh, this mystery of of the learning that takes place uh, in the sight of suffering. I'm not trying to glorify suffering but there is something about that that is profoundly transformative the learnings that we learn when we suffer it's not the same when we don't suffer right and, and there are poems about it there are uh, proverbs about it there is the the, the path of jesus inviting us into it and finally, uh, the fourth week in the Ignatian, uh, Ignatian spirituality or exercises, we ask God to help us experience the joy of Jesus' resurrection fully. So think of those, those four movements, right? Know his love, know him and follow him personally, if you want. 
and then know his suffering and finally knows, not know his joy and his resurrection. There is a lot of wisdom in that. And I think it is very valid. Uh, so um, we walk in this uh, seeking God's journey, right? Um, as we learn to contemplate the love of God in all things. That is the invitation. Find God is all, in all things. And um, Ignatius talks about the love uh, being expressed in, in two two ways or two two ideas, right? And love uh, show itself in in deeds over and above words. So love is not just an intellectual statement, right? Uh, uh, the pastor in Chicago used to say, uh, "Love that is not expressed is is uh, is not." Is, not, is, is of not use, right? It's a statement, right? So love is an experience and love consists on a mutual sharing, mutual sharing of goods, mutual sharing of, of, of God. So it is a, there is mutuality, right? So there is something, and I love that about prayer. It really has changed my understanding even of prayer. I'm not just praying in me saying something to God, but I listen to God, Right? It's not only uh, the awareness of how God is speaking to me, but it's the awareness of how I am receiving that. Just notice that. It is not like a, like a, a movie that I just see, sit and see it, right? I receive unidirect. There is a mutuality, an inter interaction. And in this mutuality, there is a, an expectation of, of response and answer. Right, and that's what love does. Right, that it flows into this way. So there's an exercise that is we are invited to do. Right, and it's a very brief way to put it. Um, uh, that is Ignatius again, and uh, he invites us to first sit and prepare. And, you know, when we when we are trying to do this, this. Uh, or aim towards this idea of uh, finding God in uh, everything, this is one of the exercises. Uh, first, sit down and, and, and kind of calm down, be silent, and start by remembering the gifts you have received from God. Right? Everything starts there. There's a beautiful prayer there. Take, uh, take Lord, and receive, right? Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, my will, all that I have and possess, you, Lord, have given all that to me. I now give it back to you, O Lord. All of it is yours. Dispose of it according to your will. Give me love of yourself along with grace, for that is enough for me. There's this mutuality, right? That sounds a lot like the Trinity too. Anyway, you start by remembering God's gifts. Second, you notice how God dwells in everything God has created. This opens a lot of space. How God dwells in, in the experiences that you have, in the nature that you are enjoying, in the experiences that you are going through, how God is speaking to you, being with you. People who do a spiritual direction know how important is this. This is what spiritual direction is about is becoming aware of how God is dwelling in dwelling, moving in everything, 
in our lives. Number three, we imagine God working creatively on, on our behalf in everything around us. So this is not just uh, something that is uh, random, but it is the movement of, of a God who is intentional. And number four, receive God's love in everything and every gift you receive. Practicing the presence of God. And many classics of, of spirituality come to mind, right? Being able to uh, encounter the, the sort of, yeah, embodied God in a way that is beautiful. So, what do you get out of all of this? Uh, well, maybe it's a new perspective, right? Maybe it's a new capacity to imagine your world inspired in God's love instead of your own meanings and interpretations, instead of actions. Think of what's going on right now, even, I will say, uh, as, as we are in a world that is in changing and, and very anxious producing, and now we have a new war that is, is taking place in Israel. And Oh, geez. I was just talking with some people in Guatemala. It has always been a place that we consider pretty safe to, to do some things, and there are some tensions and everything is changing and now that is fear right anxiety and if we just get into that the perspective is is dark right oh my gosh is a close off i trust less i defend more because it's inspiring fear is there a way to think of 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 even in the in the darkness of the seasons, if you want to have a, a perspective that inspires is inspired in God's love. Wow, that speaks a lot, right? That sounds a lot like the gospel, right? So think of that. Think of of uh, when we talk about faith walking. Think of our, our vows, the vows, and the meanings of of our past formation, right? Oh my gosh, I've been so broken by them. And having a, a, a revisit of those experiences from the perspective of God's love, there's a lot of beautiful possibilities, really. God is in all things, if we open our eyes to it. In the experiences that created, created those vows and, and the meanings of our past and the choices of the present and the hope for our future. God is in the secular and the sacred. There is no time without God, no place without God, no moment without God. That's great. I'll take that. I'll take that as the, as the learning of this seeking God. It's not only seeking God in the past, in the present, not only in the present, that's important, but also in the future, right? And seeing the perspective of the life of my kids from God's love and not from the fear of the many reasons that can produce that fear. So this is our journey. Let me open this to some dialogue. I'd love to listen to your experiences. And what is to that of this reading for you? Is there anything that you're learning new or remembering from who God is or about who God is? What is the invitation that God is, is uh, giving you? 
making to you through all of this? What is uh, something that you could do to, to align yourself with that? Let's let's hear what we have. So let me start, Trish, with you. Sure. Um, again, this book has been so good, and I loved this chapter. Under the part, well, it's under the contemplating the love of God, the first remembering the gifts from God you have received. As I was reading through that portion, it said to begin by asking God to help you recall those gifts that have made divine love real for you. And then a little further down, it says throughout your life, God has been present and loving you through those who have cared for you and looked after you. Picture these significant moments when you felt loved, cherished, and valued, and hold them in your memory for a while. Um, when I think about that, it's a little challenging because I know that as a child in the family that I was born into, I know that I was loved, but there was also a lot of emotional abuse and lots of criticism. Um and not really being listened to. And so I'm just now learning. I've been in a healing time from my from this for several years now. But I'm just now starting to see that even though um, those early years were not as nurturing and um, loving as they could have been, as maybe they should have been, I can still see God in it. I can still see him giving me, um, well, like my my little grandma for one. I didn't get to see her that often, but she would be she would express like unconditional love for me. And then even later on, even in the last um, ten years or so, God has put people in my life that are really that are gifts from Him. And so, as God is healing me from the past. I, I see that he's been there all along um, and why he does things the way he does. I do not know. I don't understand his ways, but I do know that he's always been there. And in this same paragraph, it says, um, right from the beginning of your existence, God has been wooing you, growing your desire for divine friendship, attracting you into an intimate relationship. And I love this is remind yourself again that all you're seeking for God is just a faint echo of how much God's wholehearted and sacrificial love continually seeks you. And that's been a newer understanding for me in, in recent years that um, that God actually wants to be with me. He wants to be closer to me and my actual desires of seeking him are things that he's put in my heart to begin with. It, it didn't come from me. My desires for him is really his desire for me. And um, yeah, that's just being to start to understand a little bitty teeny part of God's incredible love has been, yeah, really good. So I, I really enjoyed that. And then under the third section of... Um, Imagine God working creatively on your behalf in everything around you. And this is something that's that was new to me um, because I'm thinking of the challenges. I think of challenges or um, 
you know, unexpected losses and that sort of thing going on around me. But it's important to remember that God is in those too. And especially this one sentence on 190 in the middle of the page with the intention of bringing you more fully into that divine friendship for which your heart longs. You are never abandoned to find your way home on your own. It's like, yes, thank you, Lord. Okay. There's like, even in this unexpected situation, you're still in it and you're not abandoning me. You're still drawing me closer and closer. And I know I'll get through it with you. And that reassurance has just helped a lot. Thank you. Thank you, Trish. Wonderful. And uh, you see that, that that sounds as I hear you saying that sounds like that new perspective, right? Mm -hmm. and, and we're talking about the past. And uh, yeah, it doesn't change. It's not erasing and creating something that is not, but it's a perspective that is based in the love of God and not based in the in the facts. It com comes to mind uh, very briefly. Uh, one of the, yeah, very challenging and, and definitely learning experiences I had as I'm training as, 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 as a counselor. I, I met this woman. Uh, I did uh, some of the practicum in crisis places, right? When people mm -hmm. want access to counseling. And, uh, oh, you know, incredible hard past and a lot of abuse and... Mm -hmm. And I, I remember this this uh, woman was uh, dealing with a lot of trauma from her past, uh, sexual abuse, uh, very um, hard. But one of the things that she, she I remember she was telling me, um, she was telling me the story of, of that abuse, one of the instances at least, and how she learned to focus in, in God's presence as a kid, as a little girl. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, how uh, at some moment, and this is, you, you can call it clinically dissociation and all that stuff, right? But here she is, an adult, you know, in her 40s or 50s, maybe, and telling me in moments as uh, she was eight, right? Years old, in moments when the worst thing is happening, right? To, to mm -hmm. me. And she's able to focus in, in the sky the trees and, and somehow something of God and you know mm. uh, if there was something that sustained this woman through her life marriage and being a mother mm -hmm. uh, has to do with with love and and you know it, it was not um, theological you know is. <laughs> Yeah. It is an encounter. It changed everything, you know, EMDR and all those things. Somehow, you know, in, in a way, find paths to, I will say, to, to point to this reality, the yes. perspective of God, yes. love, and not the terrible. But anyway, thank you for, for sharing. It just brought my mind mm -hmm. that that person. So thank you, Trish. Yeah. yeah. Laura, what do you have? Yeah, so <clears throat> one of the things, I don't have the book, but 
I had to read the notes and stuff. Um, and so one of the, some of the stuff that really stood out for me um, was, well, the idea that it's a continual journey, um, that we're never done with it. And I like that. Like, that's kind of even what um, Jean and I talked about a little bit, because I was just saying how I've done the faith walking modules like over and over. And I just keep going back and starting at one because I always get something new from it. You know, even just a couple of years later, it's like God has different, you know, there's different things going on in my life and it's a different things being revealed or brought up or whatever. Um, so that idea that, that, yeah, it's like this ongoing thing that we get to do for our whole lives and maybe we don't ever arrive, um, you know, but we can keep on the journey. Um, I like that. Uh, <clears throat> and the, um, I'm looking. The idea that um, love shows itself in deeds over words is powerful because I know like to me, that's something you always say all the time. Oh, actions speak louder than words and stuff. But like I'm a words person, like words are my love language. So I think sometimes um, I want words, which even like, I mean, obviously that shows up in my like human relationships, but even with God, like sometimes, you know, if I'm praying about something or whatever, like I want him to like audibly speak to me, like tell me what to do, you know, like give me the answers. Like I want words, <laughs> I want specifics, you know, and obviously the Bible doesn't address everything that, um, that we want to know, you know, particularly, um, but just that idea that, you know, there's more than words, like there's other things going on that we can, that are communication, um, even thinking about, you know, God's love, like sometimes, it can be tempting to think like, this is what God's love looks like. Like it looks like, you know, what I think is the best outcome in a situation or whatever, um, which isn't necessarily true. Um, but then, you know, can I get outside the box and think about what does, you know, what does his love look like um, with an open mind? And even like kind of thinking about like the gifts that we've received. There was a part in here about, um, so imagine God working creatively on your behalf and everything around you. Like Trish said, that is really powerful um for me i think a lot about god dwelling in everything he's created like i love spending time in nature and stuff um and i feel very connected with god in in creation and even with like people i'm just thinking of people as image bearers like that's pretty that one's like already in my wheelhouse um the one that stood out for me is that receiving god's love in every gift you receive and that made me think of there's a verse in i think it's in james but that every good and perfect gift is from god um, so when I think about like, if everything, you know, like a gift, we would generally say a gift is something good you received. Right. Um, but those things kind of going together, like when I think about every gift I receive is a gift from God, right? Like if everything good is from God, um, and I've never thought about every gift like that. So there's lots of things I do think about as being, you know, God's love in action. Um, but the idea of receiving God's love in every gift was kind of like, I like that. Um, so those are some of the things that, uh, stood out to me and that spoke to me about like who God is, um, and how I can experience God differently, um, in more ways and new ways. Uh, and even like with the second question about learning or remembering who God is, like, I know God is good. I know God gives, you know, all kinds of good gifts and stuff, but I liked some of these, just the phrasings, the reframing. Um, and so I think also like that's the invitation for me is um, to just try to be more open-minded to see 
more things as a gift to receive the love of God um, in different things and to imagine him working creatively in everything. Like, I think for me, there's an invitation here to connect like my, you know, we talk in faith walking about like our autopilot or our default way of being. Um, And I know like, you know, I can say, oh yeah, everything that comes from God. And I can say, I know God's working all things together for my good because I love him and I'm called according to his prayer. Like I can say these things intellectually, you know, that he's working creatively on everything around me. Um, but like, is that really how I show up in life all the time? No, it certainly isn't. <laughs> so um, yeah, I think that invitation to think about um, connecting those things that I know to be true and like working towards um I don't know, engaging with those thoughts enough that they become my like autopilot, um, that that is how I'm showing up in life. And that's how I'm, that's the lens through which I see the world around me. Yeah, thank you. I love how you reminds us of the autopilot and right. Is, is this really our autopilot or not? Right. It, it is that, that love. Yeah. Yeah. I love you, but you know, the actions don't follow on. And, you know, the autopilot on our way of thinking. I think that is very, very real. Uh, I might know something, but it doesn't change the way I think of stuff. And uh, receiving everything as a gift of love, right, really changes, again, that perspective. How, How my daughter is doing, you know, even in the middle of these troubles, and, you know, how, how this can be something where God is working creatively. So thank you. Thank you, Laura. Nancy. Tell us. Tell us about this. How is this for you? Well, I think this was a great closing chapter, actually, for this book. This, uh, This book has been a complete... Um, a complete new journey for me. I did not imagine um, that seeking God, that this book, Seeking God, would um, kind of send me on this particular journey. I was noticing, like, um, that as, as I'm looking here on how, you know, he encourages us to find God, it's... um. I think that sometimes I would, I, I would, or I tend to think more of my own situation and what is he doing for me? Kind of like a selfish approach, you, I, I guess you could say. And um, it's more about meditating on him, on his love. It's like it has nothing to do with me trying to prove anything to him. It's like it's me embracing like Laura was saying, these things that we know to be true. Um, but somehow we sometimes, I guess maybe I feel that I need to earn, but I don't have to earn it, right? He has done all the work. Contemplating his love. Um, the gratitude and seeing his, from the beginning of our lives, how he has been there. And how he has been working. The and I it it has felt like a very sweet chapter to me, too. 
just I feel like a lot of um, this invitation to be a very, a very sweet invitation. And how he is at work all around me in creation and how he has been working on my behalf. Um, receiving his good, his love and every good gift. It's, it is, it just feels so non-threatening, so embracing to me. And it's more like on me to like accept that he really does desire me. That has been, even as we went through some of those spiritual exercises when he, I think it was the charter at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. You know, thinking of, of God in that way towards me, you know, I, because especially with me, the approach was more like, man, I, I am seeking you because let me tell you, I don't want to go to hell. You know, I don't want to go to hell, you know, <laughs> cleanse me, cleanse me, purify me, Lord, you know, but not so much. And and I, I want to feel your presence, Lord. But it was more like, because that way I know that you're okay with me, that I'm actually, you know, acceptable to you. Mm-hmm. And if I don't feel you, it must be because I, um, I'm doing something wrong, right? I am like creating the chasm between me and you, Lord. As opposed to this approach of experiencing him is just so different. So different, Marcus. It has been very encouraging to me. Very encouraging. I I still, um, I probably will actually read this again, this book. I don't think I'm ready to put it on the shelf yet. Because I feel like I need to read it again. (laughs) And just say, Lord help me process and help me um, believe, believe that, that, wow, I, this is your truth. Like you, you really do desire me. You know, like Trish was saying, whatever desire I have in me, it's not really me. It's actually him putting the desire in me. And he desires for us to be with him and to spend time with him. And he, he, um, what was it? He delights. Right, he delights in us. Yeah. Um, he delights in us. Period. So, yeah. anyway, that's that's been my. It's just been a very sweet journey. Very good. Very love. I feel his um. His love, in an even greater way. And anyway, I. Yeah. It's good. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy. How beautiful um, is to hear your, your words and, and recognize that longing in you and that uh, work of God, right? More than the book, really. It's just the truth, the quality of the humility and the love of that truth and the resonance that this is, this is truth. This is something that is truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Jean. What about you? Yeah. All right. Well, um, I actually got the audiobook because um, I, I like hearing voices that are not my shame voice, which is always in my head. Um, so it's been really interesting for me. I think the suffering chapter is mm-hmm. kind of the one I really heard. Like I, I kind of zoom in and out on things, but um, because, you know, when I, when I got sick and my body started to break down, I started to drink, which, you know, didn't help. 
Um, and then I started to separate myself and disconnect myself and disappear from the world. And, and uh, at one point, you know, I couldn't really get out of bed. And so I just gave up. I, and my husband was like, you're about to die. If you just, you're, you're, you're giving up, you're going to die. And, uh, and he was, got me out of it. But I was still drinking. I was still, you know, not not focused on healthy things. Um, and it led to a crisis moment for me. And fortunately for me, Ken exists. And so even though I've known him forever, um, I haven't really talked to him because, like I said, drinking. Uh, but I, so I got back in and I've been doing the faith walking journey. I'm, it gives me a focus. So as I'm trying to work on things to do to heal my body, right, I'm trying to paint and do things that require mobility and and go outside and um Lord encouraged me to walk. And so, you know, trying to do things physically and mentally and putting my body and my spirit back together, because I think they were not together for a long time. Um, and realizing that it's, it's, well, it's okay to happen. It is where we are, right? As it said. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, God was there because I didn't drink and drive. I didn't kill anybody. You know what I mean? And that sounds like weird, I guess, but it's true. Um, so God did, did take care of me because I made it through that and I did get out of bed and I am sitting here right now and I'm going through the foundations and I'm, I'm on these calls and, you know, this is my second call today. And I'm so excited because my body's like, go lay down. <laughs> but my mind's like, no, we're going to grow. So it's, it's, I don't know. It's a fun journey. It's funny. It's fun to have feel God again. Um, even though, my shame voice is really loud. <laughs> um, I'm realizing that it's that it's my voice and that um, it's not God. It's not that's not God's voice. So um, yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Thank you, thank you, Jean, for your honesty and and sharing your heart and. But I'm aware as I hear you is, uh, yeah, you, you have mentioned a couple of times your shame voice is so loud, right? It's so loud. It's speaking all the time. Yeah. My hope is that, um, yeah, I mean, the, the voice will be there, right? But uh, I believe this is the journey of seeking God. It, it might become like the journey of seeking his voice. And discovering that maybe, you know, uh, there is a voice, God's voice, that has more authority mm-hmm. over me than, than my shame voice. And uh, it, might, it might sound at the beginning like a whisper, right? So it, it takes all this, all this, this walk, uh, all these exercises, you know, even as Ignatius would put it. But over time, uh, that is what we we recognize that the other voices will be there, right? We will speak, we'll do whatever they do, but um, there is a... And it's a, his a strength that gets... I'm sorry. Yeah. It's his strength that's pulling me through it all, so... Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad that, that um, you're, you're experiencing that, you know, and so glad for faith walking as a community too, as a... <laughs> as a yeah, it's exercises, and I believe that they lead us eventually to this reality. So, thank you, Jean. We will make heaven on earth. Yes, <laughs> definitely. 
Well, friends, thank you. Thank you all for participating. We will uh, continue our, our journey, learning. I think that, uh, yeah, there's a lot to learn. and It's not about rushing anything, but allowing this to become part of who we are. I encourage you, practice the the practices, the little exercises that are in the, in, in offer that and, and more than any technique, more, more than anything, any specific exercise, it is really about this reality of seeking a God who is alive. Like who is, I, I remember that, that, that state from this book, it is not a spirituality of information or uh, inspiration, even though that is great sometimes, it is a spirituality of interaction showing up. This is our blessing. We close today uh, remembering the words that God has given us to bless each other. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Gonna look twice at you Until I see the Christ in you Till I'm looking through the eyes of love Till I'm looking through the eyes